Welcome to the Seed Time Money Podcast. We are your hosts, Bob and Linda Lodick. This is a hope-filled podcast that'll help you save, earn, give, grow, and actually enjoy your money. We don't hold anything back. We share everything that we've learned on our journey. Everything from being 100% broke, to paying off our house by age 31, to finding work with purpose, to giving more than we ever dreamed possible, all while having a blast on this adventure that God has led us on. And if you want to achieve true financial freedom and design a life of eternal impact, this is the show for you. We are going to take you through 11 questions that you must ask before you get engaged yeah. or married. Ask these questions, have this conversation. If you are engaged, definitely yeah. before you get married. And I will tell you why. So arguing about money early on in your relationship may be the number one predictor of divorce. This is really? crazy. Yeah, This is a study that was done with 4,500 couples published in the Journal of Family Relationships. They found that arguing about money might just be the number one early predictor of divorce. 90 of people who say they have a great marriage discuss their money dreams with their spouse. So, so many couples just don't talk about money, but if you want to have a great marriage, talking to your spouse about your money dreams might just be part of that equation. And we actually created a PDF for free for you to grab. We'll have a link down below where you can get that, where basically we have all these questions listed on a little bit of space to write something out. So you can run, get some ice cream or some donuts. (laughs) Sit down with your fiance or your future husband or wife and just have this conversation to get the ball rolling. The very first thing here is that we need to find out if they're even open to talking about finances, right? It might give you an indication about how they handle conflict because if this is something that brings up a lot of tension for them or for the two of you, you know, when you come together to talk about it, it's going to tell you what future conversations might look like. So number one, how would you describe your spending habits? I think this is really important because when we were dating, we spent money very, very differently. Right. And And I spent a lot of it. (laughs) And it was just really good for us to know how each other is spending money so there aren't any surprises when we get into our marriage. Because it's easy to hide this while you're dating and engaged. Totally. But once you're married, it becomes a bit more challenging. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, And you shouldn't be hiding two or now one flesh. Yeah, that, that is a great question. I think it leads us naturally right into number two. Are you a spender or a saver? You know, most of the couples we've dealt with lean to one or the other. Like it's pretty rare when we have a couple who are both like hardcore spenders or hardcore savers because normally you just balance each other out. And so even if you come into it both kind of being spenders, like normally one person kind of raises their hand and be like, all right, I'm going to be the one who's a little (laughs) more responsible and like trying to rein us in here. Yeah. And if both of you are just like gung-ho spenders and like have no restraint, it's like, all right, this is something that you definitely need to know before you get married because this very much can be a big deal. If you're both spenders like you might not spend on the same thing and then you're like well why did you just spend all that money on you know whatever getting your hair done me when I wanted to spend that money on new tools. These are the conversations. And and since you're both just like, whatever, we'll just do whatever, you know, it's just interesting. Like you have to know. And if you're both hardcore savers, like what does that look like enjoying your life? And how can you like enjoy your lives together without just being so miserly? Yeah, the saver's vice is, you know, tend towards hoarding. Two hardcore savers can get together and just hoard their way to eternity, you know? And that's not not ideal either. So that's why that's such an 
important question to ask. All right, number three is what is a non-negotiable in your spending? I think this one is interesting because I think we all have that, where it's like, I watch Netflix, or I like to get coffee every Saturday morning. Well, That's when we first thing. got married, you had that um, face cream or whatever, yes. where you're like, this, uh-uh, I have used this for 10 years, I will always use this face cream. Yeah. It's super expensive, but I will absolutely use it. Right. I don't care if we can't buy groceries next week, I'm getting this face cream. So yeah, I mean, this again, gives you insight into how you're going to work through things because some of those things are very legitimate and it's like, okay, great. Let's make sure you have money to get coffee every Saturday. That's fine. But if it's, hey, I spend $700 a month on coffee, but you're only making $800 a month. That's where it's like, you need to start having some conversations and are they willing to yeah. bend? How can we make this work? How yeah. can we make more money? If that's what your priority is, mm -hmm. that means you're saying no to other things. So let's look at the other things that you're saying no to. Like all of that is like conflict resolution that has to be walked through in order to come up with what you guys are going to actually do and how you're actually going to live without being in a fight all the time. Cause yeah. that's just miserable. And that's not how you want to live your life, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, number four is what did you learn about money growing up? I think there's a lot of void in this answer probably for most people where it's like, I didn't really learn that much. Yeah, well, no, we hear all the time, like, yeah, my parents just didn't talk about money in yeah. our house. Our parents did their best, just like everybody's parents did. But yeah. like, I don't feel like we talk about money as much as we should have. And and that's something that we're determined to change because it's like, how how do you know what to do? Yeah, well, you know? and I kind of wonder if part of this question isn't what is your philosophy on money? Because we're getting influenced from all sorts of different places, whether we realize it or not. I mean, credit yeah. card company commercials, you know, will tell you one thing. Your best friend will tell you one thing. You'll watch people on social media that are doing, that are living a lifestyle that might look a certain way, but isn't actually what it looks like. I yeah, mean, and we're establishing beliefs right. based off of everything that we're seeing around us yeah. and how our broke friends are spending money. That's creating our financial kind of worldview and the, the beliefs that we have about money. Right. And so you have to know that. Like you're yeah. going to get married. You have to know you're going to view money differently than your spouse. Right. Okay. And that's okay, but you guys have to talk about it. That's why we're doing this yeah. so that you can get on the same page and at least be able to speak the same language. Absolutely. So number five is how did your parents handle money? Most of us observed some of what they did. Right. Like we can kind of tell what they were doing and we learned from what they were doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is it. Like so much of this is caught, not taught. So yeah. what did we learn from watching our parents, the mistakes that we saw they make, how they spent money? Like what did you learn from your parents? And I think there's a lot here. Number six on the list is how do you feel about debt? There's just a lot of people who absolutely, I will never have any debt. I will never take on any debt for any reason and yeah. then you have plenty of people who's like i yeah just take on as much debt as i can until right. i die i'll leave all this debt to my kids or to the credit card companies I'll bankruptcy and, yeah so they're very very differing philosophies on debt and this is an important thing to talk about before you get married because mm -hmm. many of your debts will likely become joint debts you know that you guys will bur carry the burden together yeah. and so you need to know how your uh, future spouse feels about it. Number seven is how do you think married couples should manage their finances together? Mm -hmm. So this is a great one because it's important to identify um, what you think the answer is and what your spouse thinks. And again, like, let's have this conversation beforehand. And what does that look like? I mean, does that mean that we have a joint bank account? Does that mean that we don't? Like there's some couples who just insist on not having a joint bank account and 
we're gonna keep everything separate and blah, 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 blah. And this is my job and we pay the bills out of my job and you don't make as much money, so you don't get as much spending money. There's a lot of stuff here. So it's really important to kind of figure out where you land on that. Mm -hmm. You know, personally, we subscribe to the two become one flesh. And yeah. so as soon as we got engaged, um, her debt became my debt. And your and, debt became my debt. Yeah, and we just became a team and it's like, we're gonna do this together. And yeah. we have a joint account. Now within that, we do have separate spending money accounts, mm -hmm. which I highly recommend because it's really yes. important that you have money that is specifically for you to do whatever you want without any judgment from your spouse. Right. But we subscribe to the theory and the idea of it all being all of ours, she can see everything I spend money on and yes. vice versa. I think that's where the healthiest spot is. Yeah, and I mean, this is this is a big thing here too, is because I should not be hiding anything from Bob. And so if I'm spending my money on things that I'm trying to hide from him, there may be some question in my character. Why am I trying to hide things? And maybe it's just because of a heart issue that I have of like feeling afraid or guilty or ashamed of something. But that's actually his job as my husband to go, hey, let's talk about this. Why are you feeling guilt about this? Why are you feeling ashamed of this? That's how we can actually have a better marriage is by seeing some of that stuff and bringing some questions up, not to make the other person feel awful about it, but to say, there's more freedom for you in this. Like God has freedom for you in this. And if it's a problem, Let's figure out why it's a problem so that it doesn't have to be a problem anymore. Yeah, and the thing I would add to that is it's also my job not to pour on the guilt and shame Absolutely. for you. And so we're actually talking about a specific thing that we went through in our marriage, like one specific thing comes to mind with the Starbucks with addiction. With the Starbucks, yes. Okay, so okay. I did. I had a massive Starbucks addiction. And I would kind of hide the cups from him. Like I'd try to throw them away before he saw them or like throw them away like at Target or something so he wouldn't see it, which was ridiculous because like it was on our bank statement. And so he would like see everything, you know what I mean? But in my head, if he didn't see the packaging, then he wouldn't bring up, oh, you went to Starbucks again. And things were, if I remember the timeline, like fairly tight at that point financially. And so I was actually feeling some pressure and stress from that a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I knew, and this was, you know, wisdom that had been passed down from someone else. Um, but I knew the best way to do that wasn't to just pour on the guilt and shame and just like berate her for it. But really to just, all right, we do need to talk about it. We need to get out in the open. Right. But like, how can I do this in love? How can I do this in a way that you can actually receive it? And, and so we can have a conversation. Yeah, and this was years of me working through this. But one of the things that works, that helped me work through it was when you said, huh, do you know you're spending this much on Starbucks a month? That's it. That's it. And that's this much a year. And then you didn't say anything else. It was just information. And then I got to decide what I was going to do about it. And that actually broke something off of me. It was like, well, I don't actually think that's how I want to be spending my money. Like I, I made that decision based on just you giving yeah. me the information with absolutely no judgment. Yeah. Well. We did it. We did it that time. All right. Number eight. Are you currently saving for anything? So this could be a vacation. could be for your retirement. Right? And I think what this reveals is, honestly, I think it's a way of revealing what is important to someone. And it also reveals, do they have the capacity to save? So if they say that they're a saver and they have no money in savings and they have $15,000 of credit card debt, that speaks some truth <laughs> to whether or not they're actually a saver, you know? Right. Okay. Number nine is how do you handle financial emergencies? Also a great one. one. It just reveals so, habits, panic, I think. I cry. I feel like someone's sitting on my chest. These were all real answers for me, okay? Yeah. Don't judge. This is the reality of some people. What was your reality? I'm just going to figure this out. I am going to figure this oh. out. So very much self. I'm going to take this on myself. 
and I can do this. I, you know, mustering up the strength. Newsflash, God wants us to be dependent on him. Really feels like he likes getting us in the position where we have to be dependent on him. So I had to get to that breaking point where I realized that I can't just take this all on myself. Mm -hmm. Like I have to get God in this equation. It's really important to bring God into your financial equation because... I promise you, you're going to reach a point in some way or another yeah. in your life where you're going to have to depend on him anyway. So you might as well just voluntarily just go own it. up to it. Seriously. I need to depend on God as my provider and just run with that. But the thing that's so beautiful about that is that once you do, like he handles it so much more creatively and interesting and like he takes the burden off of you. Yeah. And it, it just, it frees you up to realize who he is. It tells you who he is. It kind of puts you in perspective of like, I am a human with limited resources and he is almighty God, the almighty God yeah. and my provider. And like when you get into this immediately, when you, yeah, even having this conversation right off the bat puts you in a position to like really be able to trust God in your marriage for your finances. And I think for other things too, yeah. it's a great Amen. foundation. Number 10, what are your long-term financial goals? Yeah. So some of the previous questions kind of, I think revealed things. Yeah. Um, and this is an opportunity for you know, your significant other to actually explain and to tell you. And I think that's good to like, let them say certain things of what they believe and what they feel, but also show a little bit of the truth by habits and things right. like that. Yeah. So this again is important because again, directionally, where are we going? Like one of the first long-term financial goals that we ever talked about was that we had this desire to be able to give away millions of dollars mm. and we were dirt poor, like had no money, but yet we still had these long-term goals that were in alignment, which honestly, I think, helped us both realize, all right, I think we're a good fit because we had these two goals that were in alignment with each other. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, if one of us would have been, I want to live in this little town and this little house and never move again. And the other one is like, well, I want all Versace and Gucci and Louis Vuitton and whatever. Like, live in New York. And, and just like completely right. different things. Um, like it's just important to know. Like, I mean, this is obvious, but like, right. it's amazing to me how many people race into marriage without having any of these conversations. And that's why yeah. we're doing this. That's why I hope you find this helpful. I hope you run with this right. and do this. But um, that's a really important question to ask, which kind of leads um, in our case to question number 11. What percentage are you currently giving? And this isn't to pry and this isn't to judge, but I think it's just really important to know where your significant other is and where they want to go with this. Mm -hmm. And so in our case, like we had this desire from an early age, we both wanted to give a whole lot and it was just something burning in our hearts that God had put in there, you yeah. know? But if you're someone who's like, I have been a tither since the day I was born and I will be to the day I die, and then your significant other is like, I will never give money to the church. Like, <laughs> like you have to know this stuff, yeah. you know? And it's just really, really important mm -hmm. that you get these conversations out of the way on the front end. Right. So that's why we're bringing it up. All right. So now that we've gone through the 11, uh, just a reminder, again, we have this PDF available. You can download this. You can print this off. Like, and if you guys don't even want to do this in the same room, which I do recommend doing, but <laughs> if you want to just write them down on the paper and exchange them, like, and then yeah. have a conversation, like however you want to do it. This PDF will help you do that. Um, so just head over to seedtime.com slash engaged, mm -hmm. seedtime.com slash engaged. I'm just so glad you're watching this now yeah. because man, we're so excited for you. Cause yeah. if you get this now, it's like, it's gonna be such a big deal. It's gonna be such a game changer for you. And you're right. gonna avoid so much hassle and heartache. You know, like that one study showed, like have a much better chance of having a successful and happy marriage. Mm -hmm. Like if you just get this thing right. So just wanna thank you again for watching the video, mm -hmm. but actually do it. Don't yeah. just watch the video, actually do this, have this conversation. Okay. Yeah. And our prayer is just that God would help you to come into unity and just that you'd start your marriage off on the right foot yeah. and then you'd 
you'd be at such an advantage because you did this. Yeah. Uh, and if you're someone who's watching this and you are married and you know people who are gonna be getting married soon, you know some young kids are gonna be married, like send this to them, send yeah. this to them. Like this is so important. You know this if you're married, <laughs> you know how important this is. So pass this along to them. But uh, anyway, that's all we have for today. Be blessed, be blessing, and we'll see you in the next one. Thanks for joining us on the Seed Time Money Podcast. And remember, money isn't the goal, but it's simply a tool to help you fulfill your purpose and your calling. And we'd love to help you achieve true financial freedom faster with our email newsletter. So if you want exclusive money tips and hope-filled encouragement in your inbox, head over to seedtime.com to get signed up.